the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, man. Everybody, everybody, stop where you are. Just take a breath. Take a deep breath. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. We're back at it, ready to make some magic happen here on the radio for a post-Monday celebration. Welcome in. This is the voice of reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. I have to apologize to you. A major apology to everybody. I was not here live yesterday, and it was a bummer, too, because we had Dick Morris, former Trump campaign manager, or a personal advisor to former President Donald Trump. We had Dick Morris planned for the show. I had to cancel him last minute. That's how dire the situation was. My I, uh, And thank you, by the way, to all the comments on social media when I posted the picture for all of the uh, auto gurus out there. My car took a massive you-know-what yesterday. Not in a convenient location either, as here in Kansas, where I'm based out of for our flagship radio station, I had driven up, it's about an hour away, up to the Kansas State Fair. I was helping get equipment set up, helping people get set up for broadcasts that we're doing up there. And then uh, my plan was to bring come back down to the studios, do my thing, be able to produce the shows locally here, be able to do my program. I get out of the State Fair, turn on the car, nothing. Not a kaput, gone, dead Finito. Wouldn't even turn, wouldn't click, wouldn't do anything. Come to find out, I heard from my auto guy today, it was just a battery. So I guess it's not too bad of a deal. Although batteries are flipping expensive. But it's uh, it's going to be back up. I'm going to be able to go pick up the car again tonight. Everything's going to be back up and going and be just fine. But what a frustrating day, man. I got nothing done. I was oh, an hour away. And it took four hours at AAA for coming to actually get me towed. And the tow guy was great, but, uh, man, it took forever. And finally got home, got some stuff wrapped up for the evening. So I was not able to do the program live yesterday. It was a Monday. I don't bring it down, though, because, you know what? It just happens. Spit happens. And that's what it's all about. So we're back at it, ready to rock and roll for another day. And they can't bring us down, baby. And the government's not going to be able to stop this program from getting out there. So, (laughs) yeah, that was the day I had yesterday. In the massive field of the parking lot of the Kansas State Fair, I had to wait forever for a tow truck to come and tow my car to the auto shop uh, because I it, it started fine when I left. started just fine. Had no issues. Had no clue what it was. I thought it might be the alternator, might be the starter because, of course, the battery wouldn't just go kaput like that, but... Sure enough, it did. So uh, we're back at it, ready to rock and roll for today. We have a big program lined up for you today. This is what they want, though. I'm telling you, they want us to start transitioning to these alternative energies in these battery, uh, these uh, electric vehicles. So that way, oh, that stuff wouldn't happen. Unless, of course, you're in California and you can't charge your vehicle because they have an energy crisis and they don't have enough electricity to just turn on your lights in your home, let alone try and charge your vehicle. So there is that. But no, I'm not doing it. I'm not fighting it. Although I did chuckle because I was on the way down this morning. I drove the truck today instead of the the car since the car was in the shop. And I got into town and at a light, at a a stoplight, I saw a bicycle in the road, which annoys me. That drives me nuts. However, this was a special bicycle. Yeah, we can get into that conversation later. (laughs) On my local programs, I've had that conversation for years. If you ride a bicycle, word to the wise, if you live in different uh, states or towns or communities, Do not ride your bicycle in the damn road. Get out of the way. You are not a motorized vehicle. Ride on the sidewalk. It is much easier for us to ride on the sidewalk than it is to ride in the middle of the road and slow down all of traffic. Yeah, that's my pet peeve of the day. Nonetheless, this one, however, was a little special. I at the same time I was hearing a a I was hearing just a like almost like a moped. And I looked behind this bicycle, and it was a true on pedaling bicycle. 
but yet it had a tiny little motor on the very back of it. I mean, it was teeny tiny. It looked like one of those things like you would put on the back of like one of the, uh, like a, an electric car for the babies, like a little toddler bike and the little moped thing that it would ride around. It had one of those on it, but it was gas powered. So he would start pedaling to get it going, and then that would take him the rest of the way. And I realized, huh, maybe I would have less auto issues if I would just ride one of those. And then I realized, no, because they're trying to lock us into that stuff, to downgrade, to, to, to try and condense it, and to drive these stupid little things because they want us to save on gasoline because they don't want to produce gasoline on the home front here domestically. And I say, uh-uh, that ain't flying. That ain't happening. So, sorry, I drove my big old truck today, and then I'll drive my car again tomorrow because I do have about a 35-minute drive every day to and from the radio station, and I want to save on gas because it is way too damn expensive. In Kansas, it's going back up again. Why? Why? Gas prices are not any more expensive than what they were a month or so ago. They're still floating around $80 a barrel. Can someone explain to me why gas prices are still going back up again? Thank you again, Joe Biden. All right, that's my rant of the day. We're back at it live today. Coming up on the program, Michael Stickler. We've had him on the show before. He is the author of the book, Cliven Bundy. Uh, we'll talk about censorship from the government. We'll talk about also his new uh, publishing company, Leadership Books, leadershipbooks.com. If you want true American, conservative, uh, Christian, political thought, any type of book that you're interested in, you can check out leadershipbooks.com and you can see all the books that they have under them and they're cheap, they're affordable for you and it's awesome. I highly recommend them. We're going to talk with Michael at the bottom of the hour to talk about censorship in the media. We'll talk about books. We'll talk about his book. We'll talk about the latest from the Mar-a-Lago raid from the FBI and a heck of a lot more. Speaking of the high gas prices and how bad it is to try and fill up your gas tank, uh, that was a fun story. So I was driving, I was sitting with the tow truck guy as he was hauling my car from the state fair to the auto shop and had a great conversation with the guy because he was taking me there. The wife was picking me up there. We were going to take, take care of everything with AAA. So I was chatting with him on the drive and he gave me some hope. I got to admit, he gave me some hope on the economy and how things are doing with people trying to fare over the last couple of years with COVID-19 and their businesses because heat, which he scared the crap out of me. He was telling me that during 2020, during the COVID-19 pandemic, him and his wife both quit their jobs. They took a, uh, took a lien on their home to purchase this towing company. And now two years later, two and a half years later, he has five or six trucks. He's pulling in almost a million dollars a year and he's just kicking butt about ready to hire on somebody else. Very encouraging to me. The fact that, first off, that just shows that either we have a lot of junk cars out there to where they need a lot of towing left and right because we're not even the snowy or icy season, but yet he's still kicking butt there. And he just bought like a, a big rig or something, too. I don't know what he was doing, but he was talking about the overhead expenses on how much it is just to keep things going with the gas for all of these trucks that he has out on the roads trying to tow individuals. And I can only imagine, he was talking like two to three grand a week that they were spending on gas for their vehicles trying to tow everybody and do what they have to do. That is mind-blowing to me with how expensive this is. So he may be doing well bringing in the profits. At the same time, though, he's seeing a lot of money go out as well because of how expensive gas is and how expensive the overhead is to hire individuals to try and keep the maintenance on the vehicles going and to try and get his business. But the government don't care. Government don't care. We have to try and 
uh, try and adapt the best that we can on our own because the government's going to bring us down to where they want everybody on these social programs. Prime example was a headline that I saw from Fox News today is that they're now suggesting that Army soldiers, those that are enlisted into the Army, should just get on food stamps to try and battle inflation in the nation. Now, I want to set the stage for you on this one. For, what, three months now? Four months now? Five months now? We've had the Federal Reserve raising interest rates to levels that we haven't seen in a really long time. We're getting back up to the near 1970s levels, and I wasn't alive at that time or around at that time, and we're not quite there yet, obviously, but we're slowly tipping up that way. The Federal Reserve Chair Powell has continued to say that he's going to continue to raise inflation in, or in the interest rates until the inflation starts to go down. Well, how's that working for you, buddy? Because you've raised interest rates now for at least three to four months and inflation continues to rise to where now we've seen a 1,200 point hit in the stock market today. We see businesses still trying to scramble to just survive and keep their head above water. There's a headline now that we saw where now on a yearly basis from 2021, Americans spent more money in paying taxes than they did on buying food, clothing, and health care combined. According to Liberty Viral on Facebook, the Facebook page, they were posting this, uh, where they show that Americans in 2021, on average, spent $15,495 on food, clothing, and health care combined. $15,000 as an average. That is less than how much they spent on taxes. That was $16,729 for the average medium. Imagine, if you will, a society now where we spend more money in the taxes that we pay the government than we do on the actual items that we take to survive. Our food, our clothes, our health care, our expendable income, all goes towards the taxes by over $1,000, about $1,500 over what we spend. Is it supposed to be that way? I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure that I remember back during the Revolutionary War that we started the war because of a 2% tax increase on goods like tea and on guns. Remember that? And we got so angry, we didn't just stop buying it. We dumped the tea into the river and said to hell with you guys because we're not spending the money on the additional tax. That was a 2% increase. Now we have what? We had the sales tax. We have the raw uh, raw materials taxes. We have the distribution taxes. We have the consumer tax that you pay actually at the store with the sales. You have your income tax. You have your licenses that you have to register everything. You have the taxes for the gas to get to and from to actually pay it. You spend all together more and taxes than what you actually spend on the items that you're trying to purchase that is a messed up system man and the solution from the government well let's go ahead and raise interest rates even more to where it's going to be more expensive to buy goods until the inflation goes down and if you really have a hard problem with it we're doing so well as a nation that we just need to get on food stamps so we that way again we can battle inflation that's the headline for fox news army suggests food stamps for soldiers battling inflation now, already we can say that we don't spend enough money to take care of our Army and our veterans, both that are active duty and retired veterans. We don't take care of them. We don't do enough to take care of them. We have mental health issues running rampant. We still have suicide rates for veterans that are absolutely astronomical. We have problems left and right with the VA, and their solution is to get you further into a government program when the government programs have failed us already. That's the solution they have for everything that caused the problem in the first place. Just get on the food stamps. Get on the government dime. 
Get on the government program. We'll take care of you. Don't you worry. We got this. Just get on this program. This is what they want, and it's going to start with the military because, of course, the military is now the social experiment of the nation. Let's just have the crazy left-wing wackadoodles running the army, running the military overall, create all this chaos in there, create more of a centralized government utopia for them, and then let it bleed into the private sector. They're also putting them into that public service loan forgiveness program for the student loans. So that way, hey, again, we can absorb it, which, okay, I'm all for that for the military. But when you start including the food stamps on top of it, what are we talking about here? What is this? We should be able to make enough money to at least purchase food in this nation, especially if you're in the military, either active duty or retired. But we can't even do that now because things are too damn expensive under the Biden economy under the socialist utopia that we've created in this nation. So their solution, don't try to limit government to get things back on track. Just get on board and expand the government program so that way you don't have to worry about this stuff. That's where we're at today. You spend more taxes, uh, more money on taxes than you do your actual goods. And when you complain about it, just get on more government programs. We'll take care of you. Lots more to get to back after this here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the place. So... By the way, I'm getting some comments on, like, I don't know about that number. I think that's inaccurate. I don't know if that's actually true about paying more taxes on issues than actual goods. This is from an average. Now, I don't know the income levels here that they're looking at, but this is an average between the years of 2017 to 2022 as they show the average amount of taxes that you paid, which I can see it, though. When you pay the income tax, when you pay the sales tax, when you pay the gas tax, when you pay for your permits to actually license your vehicles, when you pay every tax out there and then the amount of money you spend on goods. And by the way, spending the money on goods, then you had the sales tax on top of that. But we're shrinking the amount that we're getting, right? The amount of goods that you're purchasing because of inflation, because of interest rates, because of how bad the economy is right now, we're shrinking that. We're paying the same amount of money. We're just getting less which is the way it's been for the last couple of years. Thank you, Joe Biden, for that. We went from like a 1.2% inflation rate down to a up to a 9% interest rate, and it continues to grow with this inflation. It continues to grow, and the Federal Reserve, now oh, we're just going to raise interest rates again. Ah, it's going to about this time it'll work. It hasn't worked for four months. What do you think is going to happen now? But nonetheless, that's what they're trying to do. they got to find that happy medium to try and drive you out of the market so that way you can't afford anything. Congressman Ron Estes, our congressman here where I'm at in the state of Kansas, uh, he's made the comment on Newsmax with the headline that Biden shouldn't claim victory on the inflation reports. <laughs> Look, if the Biden administration's trying to claim victory on this, then they've lost their minds, which isn't surprising. At all. At the same time, and reminder, remember here, Republicans, I'm giving you talking points for the campaign trail. We're going into a vicious midterm election right now. We're going to have a lot of work to do to win. We're starting to lose the momentum because Republicans and the RNC and the head Republican Party is starting to slip on their talking points, and they're always a day late and a dollar short. 
Have you noticed that? The Republicans were always one step behind. The Democrats, they set the tone. They create the dialogue. They create the topic. They create the discussion. And then we're trying to scramble all the time to try to respond to them. There's a new headline from Newsmax from Senator Lindsey Graham. (laughs) That guy. Where he's now officially revealing a 15-week national abortion ban bill that they want to try to propose at the federal level. According to the report from Newsmax that they've proposed the 15-week ban on abortions, saying that the as uh, the control of the Senate is up for grabs in November 8th, leading Republican candidates are trying to soften their position on the issue by extending it out and talking about a 15-week national abortion ban. Now, okay, great. We're going to create an abortion ban for 15 weeks. Sounds wonderful, sounds hunky-dory. I don't I don't remember when they say that you could start detecting a heartbeat. I don't remember when we start talking about what we've had bans in other states and where the general assumption is that we shouldn't do this any further. That's great. Dude, you are literally about a month or two months behind the ball here. The reversal of Roe v. Wade happened at the end of June. States like here in Kansas and what was it, Iowa? Another state voted on an abortion issue. That's been a topical discussion for some of the primaries that happened in August. You are a month to two months behind the issue. Why didn't you have this plan in place to run to campaign on when it came out in July? Why are we so delayed on this, Republicans? Now we're talking about inflation rates. Maybe the Republicans should be out there talking about inflation, on how expensive it is to go and buy gas or to buy groceries or the supply chain issues that were caused by the Biden administration. Why are we just now, two months into the issue, revealing a plan at the federal level for a national abortion ban after 15 weeks? I know that on the House side, McCarthy tried to come out with kind of like a Newt Gingrich-style, you know, contracts for America where he came out with a plan on the, the the plan for the Republican Party. He did that last week. Last week. We're in the middle of election season, and you reveal your plan on what Republicans want to do a week ago? Just two, two months into the, before the general election? Come on, dude. We've got to step up our game here. We've got to be out in front. We have to set the tone. We need to take the power and the control of the dialogue and the conversation away from the Democrats. And right now, we are way far from doing that. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, moving right on through the day, the fastest hour of radio. Well, on radio, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration. Back at it after the fiasco from yesterday. Good golly. Nonetheless, we will venture on because that's just what we do. Welcome back into the show. I want to get right to our next guest. Really happy to have this guy back on. Last time we had him on. Everybody loved it. Like, he got some great response. We got a lot of feedback from him, so we had to bring him back because he's doing a lot of really cool stuff in our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. As we had him on with his latest book, Cliven Bundy, American Patriot. You can find that book, also his audio book. But he's uh, written a lot of books, and now he's got his leadershipbooks.com where you can find his books along with so many other books as well, trying to promote the conservative agenda, trying to promote freedom and liberty for all. Excited to have back on here Mr. Michael Stickler. Mike, how are you, my friend? I'm doing really good, Andy. Thanks so much for having me. 
Yeah, it's oh, it's great to have you on. Like I said, we got some great feedback last time you were on because the Clive and Bundy story especially is something that I think a lot of people have forgotten about. I think that people didn't realize what really happened or didn't realize the dirty shenanigans that were being played from the government side trying to demonize this individual. And I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes, so we appreciate that. Uh oh, Mike, you're kind of breaking up there a little bit with us here. Are you there? Uh oh, I think he's trying to chop it. All right, we'll put you on hold for just a second there, as uh, might have just some sketchy phone service on vacation, nonetheless. So he's out and about, and uh, we appreciate him trying to give us some time while he's actually out on vacation. Let's try this again. Mike, are you there with me? I am. Hey, there we go. Okay, we got you now. So, yeah, no, we appreciate that. Talk real quickly, for those that may not have heard the first interview with you, talk about, real quickly again, your chat with Clive and Bundy. And, I mean, now that we're seeing more information come out from this Mar-a-Lago invasion uh, onto from the FBI and onto Trump trying to demonize him, some of the similarities that we're seeing between what happened to Clive and, and now what's happening to former President Trump. one-off episode that both were seeing with Mar-a-Lago or uh, with Clyde, and what's really happening is the culture, culture of what the FBI and the DOJ is doing, hiding evidence, ignoring evidence, evidence out into the, the public and into the media uh, to serve their own agenda. It's a culture that they've been practicing for a number of years, and we're seeing it now just right out in in plain daylight now. Yeah. Yeah, they're not trying to hide it any longer. They're willingly saying it. The weird part is is that they do it and then they deny it when we ask them about it and say, hey, you know, are you are you doing anything fishy here? And they just openly deny it. Like, I don't know how long they can keep a charade like that going. Yeah, when you look at the, uh, even the, the pictures that they took, they laid out all those documents and empty folders and whatnot, took photos of them as if they were on display, and then leaked them out into the media and then, and then turned right around and said, oh, no, we didn't do that. They have a long practice of doing that. They did it to the Bundys, and now they're doing it to the our uh, past president. And this is a practice that they have going on. And, it, and by the way, it goes not just with the FBI, but pretty much all of the three-letter agencies that have law enforcement power they do that all the time yeah here's the big question is it going to work or do you think that we're catching on enough to not believe it when they try to tell us this stuff i think it's going to probably continue to work for a little while but ultimately um the american people are getting getting uh, aware of what's going on and, and i have to admit and i was one of those if, if you had asked me in 2012 or 2011, I would have been one of the many people that was asleep at the wheel saying, oh, no, the government wouldn't do that. They always have the best interest at heart. They have rules to follow. There there wouldn't be things that they would do like that. Yeah. And now that I've, I've seen it so much, I'm woke, I'm, I'm woke now, if I could use that term. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the real woke is really on our side. I know they try to use that they're woke on that side of the aisle. They're they're not. They're just kind of brain dead. The woke is you're right. We are awake. We are aware of what's going on, and we need to recognize it. And we are awake, and we are woke to what the government's doing. I don't think it's going to work any longer, uh, Michael. I don't think that we're going to get. I mean, I think their side of the aisle is the blind followers. But more and more every day, we're seeing minorities. We're seeing certain demographics that have traditionally just blindly followed Democrats and the federal government to take care of them. 
start to wake up. We just talked about a headline today about suggesting army members should just get on food stamps to battle inflation. I mean, when you tell an active member of the military that you just need to get on food stamps because we're not going to pay you more or try and make the economy better, you just need to get on food stamps, there's something wrong with that picture, and that's a level of standards I think that we've really sunk to a new low with. It really is a, a difference of a worldview. You know, the conservative has a worldview that we really have an attitude of live and let live. We want people to come. If you if you migrate to this country, we want you to be part of the melting pot. We want you to be part of what we're doing and to see your, not just your life grow, but the country overall grow, um, the economy flourish. And the liberals are really just making an effort to try to push everyone down and make them subjective um, subjects of their their overall policies so they can keep the power, make the money, right, and tell tell people what to do. Yeah, that is very true. We're talking with Michael Stickler, author of the book Clive and Bundy, American Patriot. That's just one of his many books. You can find them all at leadershipbooks.com. Let's talk about your leadership books. You got this thing launched, and you have a ton of books on here, not just politically either, if you're looking for financial books or Christian books, religious books, but you have a laundry list of great authors that are on here. Talk about what led you to do this. Well, in 2013, I most people don't understand that I've been writing books since 2000. I've written about 19 books now at this point. And in 2013, a book, a Christian devotional I had released was just not getting the traffic I wanted. And um, I had to actually wrestle it away from my traditional book publisher, well-known book publisher. When I say wrestle it away, I actually had to pay them for the rights of my book to get it back wow. because they weren't, they weren't selling it. And uh, I, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life, and so myself and my writing mentor, Art Ritter, and I started to look deeply into what does it take to publish a book and, and what's going on in the book publishing industry today. And that same book that they said they couldn't sell and there wasn't any interest, I turned right around and within a year sold 300,000 copies of it. <laughs> and so we realized we had something going at that point. This was back in 2013. And so originally, I did it just to uh, keep my own books going, but it actually turned into a very viable uh, publishing firm. We have about 2,200 books on our site now, representing around 1,200 authors. Wow. And, uh, and, and uh, we have conservative books, we have political books, we have a, a first edition autograph books, and of course, business, finance, thought leadership, and Christian leadership books. Uh, throughout our website, and we're trying to, uh, you know, elbow some room, if you will, in the book publishing world to uh, to get books in people's hands that will make a difference in their life, in their family, and in their in the world around them. That is amazing. Now, is it true? I've heard rumors that when a conservative or a political book comes out there, that it is skewed on how they rank maybe like the New York Times bestsellers list or the Amazon bestsellers list. Is there kind of a bias against conservative books when they are released out into the general public? There absolutely is. Uh, Most people don't realize. You know, when you hear of a bestsellers list, most of us think, well, that's the book that's selling the most. Right. Right. Well, that's not true. Not true at all. In fact, New York Times bestsellers list is has to go through their editorial board first and determine if that's the kind of book that they want to allow to be a bestseller. And then it's listed at, based on how many books are sold. And so it's, 
each of the bestsellers lists that are out there have some kind of skew to them. And depending on whether you're, what you've written about is something that um, they approve of or not is whether you're going to land on that bestsellers list. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a mixed up thing just because uh, it's on the bestseller list doesn't mean it's the, the book that's selling the most. That is unfortunate. I've heard the same with the music industry, that if you're an independent artist uh, compared to ones that are on a label, that you don't even get listed as some of the bestsellers or ones with the most amount of downloads on the iTunes list or anything, that they have all that stuff skewed. It really is fit for those that kind of like to pay to play within a certain group of individuals, isn't it? It is, but in in fairness, um, many of the authors, when it comes to political-style books, the ones that are on Fox News or on OAN or um, many of the other more conservative channels, they may not miss. They may not make the bestsellers list, but they're selling more books sure. um, than than the one, two, or three. I mean, I remember back during um, the whole Russia Gate thing that was going on. And Greg Jarrett wrote a great book about um, the whole situation, and he was selling number one, but. Uh, New York Times wouldn't let him be listed sure. in the number one spot. So, um, you know, use your, all I say to folks is use uh, your discernment, do some work, and then get some of these great books. It'll make a big difference. And at leadershipbooks.com, we check them out. We're sure that they're great books before we put them up for sale. That's amazing. I love it. It's leadershipbooks.com, leadershipbooks.com. You can see Michael's books along with so many others on there as well. And it is a way for us to actually get the information out and let people know what's really going on, even without some of the notoriety from the New York Times. The hell with those guys and Amazon and everybody else. We're going to get it out because, like you said, people are buying them up left and right, and we're getting to get the real information. Michael, we're out of time, my friend. It's Michael Stickler, leadershipbooks.com. Also the book, Clive and Bundy, American Patriot is the latest one. Mike, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. we got to do this again real soon. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, absolutely. Always a pleasure and enjoy the vacation uh, and take some time off there. We'll take a break. we got one more segment here. We'll wrap up the show for the day today on a post-Monday celebration. Boy, there you go. If you're looking to write books, do it, baby. Get that information out there. Why the heck not? Why not? We're the catalyst, right? We're the catalyst for change. Let's write our own books. Working on that one. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks again to Michael Stickler coming on the show. Great to have him on the line. Again, leadershipbooks.com. I highly recommend you go and check those guys out. Leadershipbook.com. Go see all the books that are there available for you. And let's get that information out. Be that catalyst to change in your own community. That's what we're all about here on that show. We'll get him back on to talk about not only his book with Clive and Bundy, but also remember that story with the Bundys? Yeah, where they tried to fight off the federal government and the demonization of the federal government. If they didn't get that land, they will destroy you. And that's that battle. Now they're going after Trump. If they don't keep him out of office and keep his movement from uprising, and I don't mean that in a physical sense, I mean that in a political sense, they are desperate to make sure that the Trump-endorsed candidates going into the midterm elections are done. Finito. And the only way to do that, according to them, is to cut the head directly off the snake itself, which to them is Donald Trump. And if you can get rid of Trump, then the entire MAGA movement will disappear. 
which obviously means that they haven't read a history book themselves. So I highly recommend... <laughs> Highly recommend the Democrats go and go to leadershipbooks.com and read a couple of those books to understand history just a little bit more. Because when you try and cling to the sand, the tighter and tighter you hold on to it, the more it slips through your finger cracks, and the more that you lose the power and control, the more you try to oppress the individuals. By forcing people onto social programs instead of making the economy better for them and just say, ah, let's squeeze out the middle class. Make them lower middle class or lower class. Then we just put them in the social programs and then we get our agenda. It's not going to work. We're on to you. We see you. Inflation rates hit in the Phoenix, Arizona area at 13%. It's higher than just the 9% plus rate that we see nationwide because then you have the state inflation on top of that. And then you have the taxes locally in your own communities, in your counties, in your cities. So there's an issue all across the board there, and it's not working. So there is their response is let's just keep doing the same thing. What's the definition of insanity again? Anybody? Anybody remember the definition of insanity? Oh, that's right. That's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's what they're doing. The Federal Reserve just says, let's just continue to raise interest rates until inflation goes down. Guess what? That's not the issue here. It's the ships that are off the coast of California that California and the Biden administration said we're not allowed to dock and unload their supplies, causing a supply chain issue. It's not properly taking care of the truckers because they're protesting and then we're not getting stuff delivered. It's the taxation of ridiculous, absurd amounts of the raw material coming in and then trying to jack up the prices in the consumer stores while shutting down the private industry during the last couple of years with COVID-19. And by the way, Can we just throw this one out here? Here's a perfect slam dunk to completely obliterate any argument of man-made climate change that we're contributing to the the climate changing, which happens on a natural basis anyways. There's a headline on Dredge Report. The summer of 2022 ranks the third warmest for the United States on record. The third. Now, you can say, Andy, that's pretty high up there. It is pretty high up there, but it's not the hottest. It's the third highest overall for the summer of 2022. I'm in Kansas. We've seen triple-digit weather across most of the summertime here. It's been extremely dry. Our backyard garden sucks this year because it's been 100-plus degrees and no water in any way, shape, or form, and it's been pretty brutal this year. The third hottest in the U.S. on record. Now, they say that we've been contributing to that with man-made climate change, right? But what's happened over the last couple of years? Production essentially went to a standstill in 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Weren't allowed to go to the factories. Weren't allowed to produce a whole lot. Weren't allowed to be in close quarters. So that completely went away. They saw the videos, remember, in China when everybody got locked down and they were quarantined in their homes and all the smog went away in China. Yeah, they expected the same to happen here, that all the smog would just go away and that all of the environmental issues would just clear up because we were quarantined to stay at home. Now we have the push on electric vehicles and we're demonizing vehicles on the road. And yet, and yet, even with the shutdown, even with things not back up right now because of the COVID-19 pandemic, because of the supply chain issues, because not everybody's still working yet and there are still job uh, help wanted ads all over the place in just about every business window. Even with all of that, we're still ranked as the third warmest in the United States for the summer of 2022 compared to other years. We're not back up to par yet. And you would think that that would have calmed it down. You would have thought that the economy... 
and us evil oil producers and the gas guzzlers and everybody that's not driving because of the high gas prices, you would think that all of that would slow down the climate change. But oh no, we're still the third highest on record for the U.S. Should that tell you something? Either we're not doing enough or it's not us that's doing it because the climate changes on a natural basis. And yet... We get to deal with the Green New Deal garbage coming out of the Inflation Reduction Act with the interest rates and inflation that continues to skyrocket and cripple us economically. That does it for us today. Back at it tomorrow for the midweek celebration. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.